turn to Acts, turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Amen. And we're going to look at some verses there together. Uh, please come back the rest of the week. Usually I preach, if I preach five or six times in a row, one or two of them's pretty good and the rest of them aren't, so you'll be every night and you'll hit maybe one good one. So please be back. I was worried last night. Uh, I'm not a fly, I'm not a Georgia fan or a Tennessee fan, but I got to watch it. That ball game, and when Tennessee was winning, I thought, Lord, have mercy. If Tennessee's wins, let's call this meeting off. Because the preacher's going to pass out, hit something, he'll be in a hospital. So we only have to forget all this, but Georgia won anyway. So we thank the Lord, I guess, for that. Uh, me and the song leader, I'm a Florida fan, so y'all can all hate me. That's okay. Uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse... Let's, let's read a few verses. I'm just going to try to talk to you some this morning, preach later. Uh, it's always been God's plan that everybody would hear the gospel. Amen. God never intended that just us as white people in the South would have the gospel. Yeah. God intended everybody in the world would know about Jesus Christ and his blood and the cross and they all could be saved. God intended that. That had happened in, in my, my lifetime, but that's not God's fault, basically ours, that no, and everybody hasn't heard yet. Right. Uh, Seven billion people in the world, 95% of them don't have the gospel, don't have a Bible, don't have a preacher. So let's begin to read. It says, the former three says, have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days in speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? That verse there makes me realize that people have never changed. Back then, they thought away. Now, we think away, and it's almost the same. Verse 7. He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and to the othermost part of the earth. God's heartbeat is missions. Always has been, always will be. And one son... His name was Jesus, and he left heaven, come down here, go to the cross, and die so that everybody could be saved. Mark, Matthew 9, verse 36 says, When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Verse 37 says, Then saith he unto his disciples, Harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. 
Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. He'll send forth laborers in this field. That's God's heart. That's God's will. I think as a child of God saved by his grace, that should be mine. He says, pray ye. I need to pray. God said for me to do it. Jesus was setting an example for these 12 men. He was with them three, three and a half years. He set the example. But notice the command presented. He gave them past commands. In verse 2 it said, had given command. So what, what did he tell these guys before now? Matthew 28, 19, go ye therefore, teach all nations. He told them that. Mark 16, he said unto them, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He told them that. There's people in India, there's people all over the world that have not heard this yet. They get saved, they're 20, 30, 40 years old. Grandma and grandpa's dead. And once they get saved, read the Bible, they understand grandma and grandpa went to hell. And then they realize, I heard it, they didn't. And they point the finger at me and Jim and wonder, why didn't you get here for now? Luke's gospel says, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. The verse over here, John 20, 21, I think that's, well, it was up here a while ago, I think. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Amen. Jesus says, God the Father, my Father God sent me, I'm sending you. If Jesus was here today, he'd say, I'd like you to go. We've been listening to a song for months by the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. That's the name of it is Who Will Go? Amen. Who Will Go? Every time I hear it, I listen to it this morning. I think, who's going? When I started Bible college at Tabernacle, uh, I'd been saved two years, been married a little while, a couple of years been married, uh, got a good church. We support missionaries, a lot of them now, but back then, that was a few years ago. Uh, I didn't know anything about missions. Didn't know what a mission board was, nothing about it at all. So I knew I didn't know anything about the Bible, so I went to Tabernacle to learn the Bible. First night I was there, First night, this six foot five, probably 320 pound man walked up to me and handed me some piece of paper. Just stuck it under my chin. I looked at it and knew what it was. It was an application with BIM, I had to be a missionary. I looked at that and I thought, this man is out of his stinking mind. I said, what is this? He said, God wants you to be a missionary. And he said, in Africa, because the Dan Act, Africa was the only mission field in the world. Nobody else needed to hear the gospel. I thought, man, you're crazy. But you know what happened? I got in his class first year, second year. God called us to go to the mission field and went it up in Scotland because this great big guy. And I didn't know anything about him. I heard James Crumpton preach me, and there was in our first mission conference. Brother Crumpton got up and preached, preached about Jesus. At the end of that message, all he said, this is it. Can you think of anything that would stop you from being a missionary? Now, I've only been saved two years. I don't know anything about it. I don't know all the excuses everybody's got today. I don't know what. 
I knew I'd quit drinking, quit smoking, quit using dope, and I got saved. That's all I knew. And I thought, what could stop me? Couldn't come up with anything. So on the way home, we decided God won't let us go to the mission field. You think that's too simple? No, we make it too stinking hard. We make it too hard. Dan Truax said, the call is to stay in America. He said that. He said, God commanded you to go. So if God wants you to stay, he'll call you to stay. I thought, wow, does he really mean that? But he did. And I think it's probably biblical. The president commanded, he looked, he says, please wait. He said, y'all wait. Power's coming. Y'all stay right here. But look at verse 3. I like verse 3. They looked at Jesus, and he was alive. You say, wow, that's what, what's amazing about that? Because they, he got out of the grave while they were living. He's still alive today. God can still say, folks, in Whitfield County, Africa, America, China, Taiwan, India, all over the world, he's still alive. They put him in a grave, they crucified him, but you can't kill God. God will get up every time. You can't do it. Visibly, they saw him alive. They saw him. Now, I've never seen him. I've seen him in the pages of my Bible. I've seen him as he speaks to my heart. They saw his hands. They saw him walk through a door without using the doorknob. When they were eating, he showed up. He just walked in. Amen. Now, Adam is a ventriloquist. I didn't say that right, but he is. He's been known to do magic tricks. But he can't walk through that door unless he pulls that handle. I hope he can't anyway. But God can because he ain't dead. And they saw him alive. He spoke to him. He spoke peace to him. He spoke comfort to him. He says, I'm coming back. He spoke to them. And if he's alive, you know what he did? He conquered death. He conquered the devil, hell, the whole nine yards. My God did all that. So he's standing here in front of them. But verse 6, you know, because they're human like me. You know what they're worried about? They're worried about the stinking government. Really, did you look at verse 6 when I read it? When they four come together, they ask him, an alive God, that he's been crucified and is alive now. They said, wilt thou restore the kingdom to Israel again? That's like Jesus shows up here and we're looking around and we're thinking, wow, he's alive. And then somebody says, what about uh, Trump? <laughs> That's what they did. Really, honest to God, what they're worried about is he's alive. He's going to set Israel on top, and we're going to run the Romans off. That's what they're saying. Verse 7, he says, it ain't none of your business. <laughs> In Georgia, South Carolina language, that's what it said. Ain't none of your business. And it ain't today. I mean, you know, you can vote who you want to. Don't tell me because I might not like you if I voted the other way. But you vote who you want to. I'm interested in getting souls around the world, get them saved. So is Jesus. So he straightens that out. But he's got a plan. And it's verse 8. It's a great plan. God's always got a plan. Always had one. 
He says you shall receive power that's positive power from God. It's like dynamite. If you, hey, listen, if you just turn this loose and preach it and leave it alone, this right here will take care of itself. Really, I mean, I took classes in apologetics. That's great. That'll take care of itself. Right. I don't have to apologize for it. It can take care of itself. Sure. And people will be saved if you just preach that. Right. They will. I've seen it. Pastors seen it. It will happen. Amen, All you got to do is preach it because it's the dynamite. All the resources we need are right here. God's give it to us. It's a positive people ye shall receive. You say, who's that? That's you. That ye's me, and that ye is you. If you're saved, the Holy Ghost lives inside of you. And you can sit there and say, I can't do this, can't do that. God's done, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. His Spirit of God is inside you. You've got this power. You've got it. We don't know what we do with it, but we've God, it's in us. Same way he looked at those 12, he looked, or 11, he looks at us. Acts 22, 15 says, For thou, thou shalt be his witnesses unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. That's all you got to do. That's it. I mean, I first got saved. There's another guy in my home church. He hadn't been saved long. He was useless and worthless like I was before I got saved. So we'd go on visitation, me and Russell. He ended up being a missionary in Canada. We'd go on visitation. We'd go to people's houses, and me and old Russell sit down, and we'd start talking to them about, you know, fishing and hunting and all that stuff. And then we'd talk about the Lord and open the Bible, and old Russell would start talking, and then he'd start crying, and he'd quit, and I'd start talking, then I'd start crying. I don't know about the Bible. Absolutely nothing except one night Jesus Christ saved my soul. I woke up a brand new, completely different person. That's all I knew. But you'd be amazed how many people got out of the chair, got on their knees, and asked God to save them. And I knew nothing. He said, well, Jesus has done for me. You know that. You know it if you're saved. He did that for you. And you can tell somebody, make all the excuses in the world, you can still do it. That ye is me. That ye is a must. i got to do it. You do too. Amen. Notice positive places, both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the world. That's his plan. That's what he told these 11. That's what he told them. Verse 12. Notice his challenge. You know what they're doing? Or verse 11, I'm sorry. You know what they're doing? I don't blame them. I don't blame You know what they're doing? He goes back to heaven. They're standing there. I mean, you wouldn't be too, wouldn't you? You ever seen anybody do that? He can't do that. I'm glad you're here. He can't do that. I've never seen anybody levitate. You know, just like, and he'd go on up in the sky. I've never seen that. You might, hey, I don't want to see that, to be honest with you. So they're looking. Then verse 12, these three men, white apparel, they come along and say, what y'all looking at? That's my translation. He said, what are y'all gazing at? And to me, I mean, it's, you know, the answer is he went back to heaven, and we've never seen that before. What these three men want to power saying, he told y'all to go to Jerusalem and wait. Why y'all standing here? 
Because when an angel, when God tells an angel to do something, the angel drops everything. He does it. When God tells us to do something. You gotta pray about it. You gotta wait a while. You gotta pray some more. That's us. That was these guys that are standing there waiting. So they stay in Jerusalem. The church at Jerusalem grows just a small guess, close to between 70 and 100,000 people in Jerusalem. Hey, that's a pretty sized church. People being saved all the time. But what did Jesus tell these 11 guys? He says, go ye to all the world and preach the gospel. They stayed at Jerusalem. Notice the church prospering. Thousands were being saved. Chapter 2, verse 11, same day there were added unto them 3,000 souls. Acts 4, 4, and they of this, the men was about 5,000. And after they quit saying thousands, it just got to a multitude, and there they are. They got all kind of money. So they couldn't have been Baptists, they had to be Presbyterians or something. They got all kind of money because they're fussing about money. That's right. Peter's shadow heals people. Really? I know that can't happen today, but it did then. So I mean, who's going to leave? I mean, thousands are being saved. I can heal people. We got money. I'm staying here. But what did God say? God said Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most part of the world, Amen. they're still there. Some members steal some money in Acts 5. They're squabbling over the ministry. Chapter 6, Stephen's murdered. Chapter 7, up to now, everything is at Jerusalem. Everything. Yeah. But it's going to change. Because, see, God's plan is always God's plan. Amen. And God's plan is going to do just like God wants it. So y'all go to chapter 8. Go to chapter 8, verse 1. Now, I'm not fussing at the disciples. I'd have stayed too. I know me. I'd have stayed. Acts chapter 8, verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at the same time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Verse 4, therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Now, who are those guys? They're the they's. It ain't Peter. It ain't John. It ain't them other 11 guys. These are people that you don't know their name, and I don't either, but God does. Persecution broke out in Jerusalem against the church. Persecution was so great, these people, they, that's who they are, these they's left. And as they left, they thought, I know Jesus, so people I meet, I'm going to tell them about Jesus Christ. And they did. They preached the word everywhere. Just these. Preached it everywhere. Scattered. God sent persecution to spread them out. So they got Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. 
You say, why did the disciples not leave? I mean, just, can I be just real honest? We like staying at home. Sure. We do. Right. We like staying at home. Austin Gardner put some things out, I think, yesterday about why young people that are called to preach don't go into missions. Well, I thought about it last night and thought about it this morning, and I, I, I don't put everything on OG. I just text Austin and let him look into it. We went through it. These 11 stayed. We like home. Hey, I like my front porch. I like it. I can build trees in front of it. Seven o'clock, it's great sitting up there drink a cup of coffee. It's great. Watching the squirrels and coons and deer in the backyard. They once want a skunk. Don't like a skunk, but they show up. And, and that's nice. I like that. But what about overseas where they don't have the gospel? We like it here. Moms and dads, God help them, they really don't like junior going around the world. I've had grandmothers look at me. Their son was a preacher. Their grandson was a preacher. And they said, my kid ain't going. We like home. We like familiarity. But Jesus said, verse 8, go into all the world. So this crowd, go to verse, go chapter 11. Go to chapter 11, verse 19. It's really good the way God does. I love this. It's really great the way God gets his plan across. Look at verse 19. Now they, that's that crowd, that's that crowd, nobody knows what God, they, that's it, ain't now Peter or now John, it's they, I can assimilate with they. Nobody knows me outside six miles, maybe few, very little. God knows me. God knows you. I like being a they, which were scattered abroad upon the persecution and arose about Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenix, Cyprus, Antioch. Now notice this, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. They just preached the Jews. See, they thought Jesus died for Jews. They didn't care much for Gentiles at all. So when it's, they went around and thought, oh, that guy's a Jew. Let me tell him about Jesus. So they told them about Jesus. But look at verse 20. Some of them, some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, that ain't a Jew, as somebody's not a Jew, preaching the Lord Jesus. So, hey, they thought, God's good enough to save me. I'll just tell them about it. I'm not a Jew. I, I dare say most of y'all aren't either. So I'm glad somebody decided, let's let somebody else in on this that Jesus died for him. And he said, let's do that. We were in a church in Florida three or four weeks ago. And uh, right in Gainesville, three blocks from where Florida plays football. It means nothing to y'all. I like it. But right, right next to it. So we're in there. There was people from everywhere in that church. They had Indians there. Filipino, Japanese. I mean, you look out there, some white, dark, brown, black, all of different color. That's great. That's what they did. They went out, told everybody. Verse 21. And the Lord was with them. Great number believed and turned 
unto the Lord. So they started teaching, preaching, and a bunch of people got saved. Bunch of folks got right with God. Then you go chapter 9. Everybody knows what happened in chapter 9. Paul got saved. The man got saved. Knocked him down on the Damascus Road. He said, who are you? And then he said, what do you want me to do? Listen. No strings attached. He said, what do you want me to do? No, no limits. I'll go as far as Hall County or as far as the Tennessee line, but man, I ain't hanging around here. No limits what you want me to do. I think every child of God, every child of God that's saved, I'll ask the same question. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Now, I like home, but I ain't never cared where I was at. Or it, it don't matter. She's worse than I am. She'd care less. Put her in a tent, she'd be happy. She'll make it look nice, but she'd be happy. Don't care. That, that's what Paul, he got saved. In Galatians chapter 1, instead of going back, letting Peter and all the rest of them teach him, he went to the desert. Galatians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, he goes out in the desert, sits alone with God, and God tells him everything the Apostle Paul needs to know. He gets schooling. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 21 of Acts 11. If you're still there, this is great. Hey, God works all this out. God knows what he's doing. God does. I don't, but God does. I ain't got to know. How much God knows. Look at verse 25. Then the well, let me let me go. When everybody started getting saved, and this is rightly so, the church at Jerusalem heard about it. All kinds of people getting saved. So they heard about it and they thought, we better find out if this is genuine salvation or not. So they sent Barnabas to check it out. So look at verse 25. Then departed Barnabas, or verse 24, he was a good man. For the Holy Ghost of faith and a much force added the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. What a coincidence. Isn't it amazing how God puts all these coincidences together? So they hear about it in Jerusalem. They listen to Barnabas. So Barnabas gets over there. One day he wakes up and thinks, Paul lives over there. I'm going to go get Paul. He'll help me disciple and train all these people. They're being saved. So lo and behold, you get chapter 13, and there they are. Yeah, it's great, ain't it? Isn't that good? Amen. They're all there. All those folks are in Antioch. Barnabas is there, and old Paul's there. And you get to chapter 1, or 13, chapter 13. And you know, I, I read this all the time. It says, now that when the church was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, took Niger and Lucius and Serene, Manan, which had been brought up here as a tetrarch, and Saul. Saul's last. They ain't going to stay last. After a while, he'll be first. Everybody else will be last, but he don't mind being last. He don't have to be first. So he's last, but they're all there. And if I count right, there's five of them. I think it's five. Now, here's the way it works. God put all this together. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, for the most part, that's God's plan. Always has been. It is today. He's about to get beyond the most parts of the world. Look at verse 2. 
and they ministered to the Lord. Paul's busy, Barnabas is busy. Thice did Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas, and Saul for the work whereunto I've called him. So there they are. That's the uttermost parts of the world. But there's five of them. If I count it right, I went to Pickens High School. But there's five of them. Out of every five here, two of y'all are be missionary. How's that say? Yeah. Not so good to some of you, I would imagine. Two out of five. And I looked at this crowd here, sitting over there, and I said to her, usually they put me with old people, and I understand that. That's fine. <laughs> I understand that. I got no problem with it. I like people with white hair. I got no problem with it. But, but most of us, we're going to see it. This crowd's making decisions. And for the most of them, ain't got a clue what they want to be. Right. My grandson, Matt T, he's in college. I, have, I go out to eat with him at least once a week. He's the oldest. So, Jake ain't got a clue what he wants to do. He's in college, but he still don't know what he wants to do. Which is really goofy. I just went to the military before I figured it all out. Missionaries are coming and they're leaving, getting called out of that church, going somewhere else, and God always blesses that, always uses that. The church in Antioch blossomed, the church at Jerusalem died, stagnated, had a lot of money, didn't what to do with it, and they kept it, and it died. I want to be a member of the church at Antioch. and I, we were somewhere preaching. He mentioned standing blue, and uh, I'd already got up and looked toward the back, and <laughs> here he come, and he had Sammy Allen with him. And I thought, God help, what are you, they doing here? Scared me to death. <laughs> scared, I ain't like scared me to death. And then I thought, them men, they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna critique me, they just gonna listen, and they did. Preachers I've heard in my life. Mission preacher, 
tremendous. His book is tremendous. I've read it over and over, tore one up, preached some of it. It's just a tremendous stuff. God takes churches like this that sacrifice, sacrificially give and faith promise to send people all over the world. But son, don't go out on the ministry of this church. Why? Because missionaries come out of here. Mission money comes out of here. God takes that, blesses them, and blesses you. That's God's plan. That's God's way. And when you do things God's way, God blesses it all the time. Father, we love you. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Pray, Father, you'll take the word of God, put it in our heart, help us to be obedient, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.